Thank you very much for inviting us. Um, we would like to continue what the previous two speakers have said and tell you a little bit about our personal uh, experiences and about the uh, olive tree uh, program, which we come from. Um, specifically, one of the students of Professor uh, Massimo has um, said that they don't really have the opportunity to meet each other, Israeli and Palestinian students. And this is exactly what the Olive Tree program does, trying to find a neutral place, London, for Israeli uh, and Palestinian students to meet. So the Olive Tree program is a scholarship, a full scholarship that is given to 10 Israeli and Palestinian students for three years. Uh, they can do uh, any subject of their choice in City University London. Um, they go to um, Ireland at the end of each year for a few days to reflect about their experiences and also learn about another conflict. And on the first year, we also lived uh, in student halls together. So I had a, a Palestinian flatmate, and that, that's also sort of bonding experience uh, because the, the two, um, two other uh, flatmates that we had who happened to be British were very bad, so it, it, it's a very good way to, to bring people together. Um, yeah, so this is the Olive Tree program. Uh, we meet every Wednesday. Uh, we meet once a week, and this meeting is really the anchor of a week, so for three years you, you do all those activities with um, your Palestinian colleagues, and uh, it really forms a relationship with them, which in, our, in the case of our cohort, I can only speak for, for, for my cohort, um, has also led to friendship in most cases. So I'm going to tell you now a little about the olive tree formula and also some of the challenges we face and then some of the activities we engage in. So the olive tree formula. The focus of the olive tree is to bring different narratives together without placing one above another. It's about allowing conflicting things to stand together. It's an intense experience where we learn to listen and we learn to speak. When listening, rather than waiting our turn to counteract what we've just heard, we're encouraged to put what we know on one side. These are the first steps of understanding where the other is coming from, rather than itching to correct or delegitimize her. However, acknowledgement of the other and respect for her story does not require us to deny or to alter our own. On the contrary, I have found having confidence in my own identity is essential to having the courage to give space to another. The olive tree also provides a safe space to speak. Often, the important things are said not with polished confidence, but with a shaking voice. It's a space where we do not need to be politically correct or satisfy an agenda. It helps us to articulate uncomfortable words stuck in our throats and find the voice to say, 
unthinkable thoughts. We gain a wider perspective on the conflict, but also a deeper understanding of ourselves, our home communities, and our personal role in the conflict. We take the risk of questioning, questioning the basis of our opinions, and questioning the pre-packaged narratives that we've lived amongst. As Damien from the Coromila community put it, the olive tree discomforts the perverse normality of conflict. Now, to give you a taste of some of our challenges, the olive tree does not operate in isolation. The ongoing reality of the volatile conflict has a close connection to the atmosphere in the group. The 2008 war in Gaza is a good example. It's at times like these that we may feel guilty. We may feel like we're betraying those closest to us, the family members and friends who we've left behind living on the battlefront, while we cozy up with the enemy. We may even wonder if we be, are being true to ourselves. So now, how do we do it? What are the actual activities that we engage in on the olive tree? Well, the program encompasses work internally within each cohort, as well as engagement with the wider community. Internally, we have intense weekly group sessions led by Professor Rosemary Hollis, the director of our program. We also have longer retreats throughout the year led by members of the Coromila community in Ireland. Some examples of the internal discussions my cohort has had are First, what role does each one of us take in the conflict? Second, does suffering have to be more to be worthy? And do you have to be suffering to be right? Three, where is the point, if any, where violence becomes okay? Four, we considered the need for commitment to the group and our roles as individuals in the group, in particular when we were sharing very personal experiences. Fifth, we considered our feelings about the role and impact of outsiders, such as supporters of the Israeli or Palestinian cause. And lastly, we also shared insights that we've gained over the months spent apart, such as during the summer, when we've been back in our home environments because our program is three years. We also delivered internal presentations within our group. One major presentation project in the first year was parallel narratives. These were presented individually. One week, we would hear and discuss a Palestinian narrative of an event. And the next week, an Israeli would present a corresponding Israeli perspective of that same event, such as the right of return, the Bedouins, the 1948 war, or the armed forces. In our third and final year, we had a more privately toned presentation series, where Israeli and Palestinian scholars jointly presented on personal themes, such as apathy, trauma, and uncertainty, in the context of our personal experience of the Israeli-Palestine conflict. Our Karamila retreats were an opportunity to delve deeper. 
Examples of issues we considered are, first, models of conflict on a personal level as well, the engagement of secondary actors and their interests and influences in either fueling or resolving conflict. Another thing we considered is we had a session entitled Growing Up Sideways. This gave us the opportunity to share personal experiences that we had growing up in a way that we would not have had if we had grown up, if we'd not grown up in a conflict zone. We also considered whether the olive tree amounts to a force. So on one hand, that means collectively whether we as the olive tree are strong enough to be a force on the outside world, on the conflict, on our communities. But on the other hand, it was considering from an internal perspective whether the olive tree itself is enough to have a force on us. We also questioned whether the friendship we formed exists only up to a point. In terms of group activities, one example is we each presented three, three snapshots of our life that would try to help the rest of the group understand each of us and who we are as human beings. We also engaged in group trust building, such as physical activities where you have to climb heights and do activities together in a group. So this is just a small snapshot of the activities that we engage in over three years. And now Jorv is going to talk about some more activities and his personal experience, and then I'll come back with a bit of my personal experience. So to continue the activities part, um, another important facet of the Olive Tree program is the Olive Tree Forum, uh, which is a stage for academics and other people to, to come and speak to us and come to speak to the public. So um, events that we had, for example, include an event about the media coverage of the Arab Spring uh, with Jon Snow and Jeremy Bowen. Um, Another activity that we do is simulations of all kinds of things that allow you to see uh, things from, from the other side. Um, but And here I'm delving a bit to my own personal experience, but um, one of the most memorable Wednesday afternoons for, for the olive tree for me was during the um, Pillar of Defense operation last November. Uh, it was mostly uh, a silent meeting. Nobody really wanted to, to speak uh, because, I assume, we did not want to risk or destroy the friendships that we formed. And also we knew that uh, it doesn't really matter what we say, things are going to continue as they are at home and we were sort of helpless right now to do anything about it. Although uh, one uh, alumni of the program uh, has recently become uh, an Israeli member of parliament, um, but even she uh, does not really speak about it. I mean, she doesn't hide it, uh, but th this could be a problem, both for Israelis and Palestinians to, to publicize that fact. And that is why we're not showing you uh, pictures uh, from our activities because um, I think most of uh, our colleagues would not like to, to have their, their faces uh, um, publicized in this way. 
the Palestinians are um, wary of uh, being uh, branded as people who are normalizing relations with the Israelis, and the Israelis also have uh, problems, uh, potential problems that they could face at home. So a lot of our colleagues prefer not to, not to be shown in this way. Um, I think the main wor word which can describe my own uh, uh, personal experience from the program after three years is uh, disillusionment. I knew that things are complex, but only now, where I had, when I had the opportunity to speak to Palestinians on an equal basis in the neutral settings, I realized how complex things are. And I remember the first night when I came into the student halls and uh, met my Palestinian flatmate. It was kind of embarrassing because it's actually, uh, I don't think I've ever met anyone from the West Bank before. Um, another memorable session that we had is the one uh, when we uh, told our experience, uh, experiences from the second intifada. Um, and what I, what I said then, that what I can remember is basically going to parties and raves. I was not really involved in that. And uh, the city where I come from, Haifa, is really a place, even though it's an Arab Jewish city, it's a place where you can live and grow up knowing about the conflict, of course, but still being very, very far from it, having a pretty normal life, which is something I guess most Palestinians uh, can't have. Uh, but what I forgot, uh, and only remembered later, is that during the, the second intifada, we had a school trip and, uh, in another part of the country. And while that school trip was taking place, uh, the number 37 uh, bus in Haifa was blown by a suicide bomber and 17 people were murdered. So a lot of students from my school were supposed to be on that bus at this time and their lives were actually saved by um, not being on that, bu that bus, being on that school trip. And I completely forgot about it, which I think goes to show that uh, we try to have a normal life and sort of forget about uh, the realities of the conflict back home. So a small snippet of my personal experience of the olive tree. For me, the social interaction outside the formal program was just as valuable. Living together in our first year, we spent hours getting to know each other simply as people. The friendship also provided intimacy to continue the dialogue on a more personal basis and to share experiences and thoughts that were too vulnerable to expose in a more formal setting. I learned that there's a difference between knowing something rationally in an academic sense and internalizing that knowledge, especially if it threatens my identity. I found that friendships are crucial to making this step. My political perspective did not radically alter throughout the olive tree, and nor was it expected to. 
Going home, I face reminders of the suffering, injustice, and power imbalances that pervert our daily life. This is part of my experience. As a Palestinian, I cannot deny the occupation on the ground or the outstanding loss of land. However, the olive tree has given me the belief that another reality can exist. It has given me friendships that were based for the first time on an equal footing and equipped me to value an experience in its own right. It has empowered me to see possibilities beyond the trappings of segregation and liberated my thought. It has allowed me to believe in a way forward, even when there are so many answered, unanswered questions. I am encouraged by some of the courageous steps my colleagues are taking as they work in their different ways to influence change. What I am left with today as an alumni is a close connection or trust with people that are categorized as the other. My cohort started our olive tree journey in 2008 as individual members of Israeli and Palestinian communities committed to difficult dialogue. Now, nearly two years since the end of our experience, we have a new growing olive tree identity, a network which we took back with us to our families and communities. Last month, I visited my home in Jerusalem. One day, I visited a childhood friend living behind the separation wall in a Palestinian refugee camp. And another day, I visited one of my Israeli uh, olive tree colleagues in an Israeli Jewish neighborhood of West Jerusalem. The olive tree is an enrichment of my identity, not a replacement of it. It is an experience that I take with me in life, that I will remember when making important decisions, and that I will respect before passing judgment. Thank you.